Hello, and welcome back to another exciting episode of The Alchemist Club. I'm Joe, your host and your dungeon master for another thrilling... Thrills a minute. It's just, we're up to our eyeballs in thrill here. This is Joe's crazy discount thrill shack. They gotta go. We gotta sell them. That was a tangent. Um, D&D Adventure. Uh, joining me here today, we have... Daniel playing Chad Fleet. Hey all, playing Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play Fall Rock. I'm Matt, and I play Leolin. Waffle playing Tarjax. We have no mail, so who wants to tell us what happens last time? Which feels a little redundant after the recap episode. Oh, but... yeah. yeah. Uh, Desmond received a one or more prophetic visions from the good lady Aquila. Well, prophetic, a... are we sure? I mean, I know. Uh, I know whether they're interpretation. prophetic. I, I guess I shouldn't say prophetic. They were more like remote viewing. She, yeah, um, he got or, a Zoom call. It wasn't things that were going to come to pass. It was things that were happening at the time. Maybe. I um, mean, it, it's hard to know because way back when we were going to uh, the mountain home the first time, right? Didn't he have those visions of like terjucks and like chains? Exactly. And, all that? and yeah, what so... happened two episodes ago? I got arrested. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> But it might be. I told Leyland his fish was gonna die. The next day it died. Yeah. <laughs> the and fact that, that the fact that Desmond flushed it down the toilet when it was still alive has nothing to do with us. Of course not. Um anyways, whether or not the prophecies are true, uh Desmond received a number of oracular visions regarding um a Luna Shadehammer being interrogated by the Rainbow Brigade. Um which are a number of cloaked figures in uh, various colors of robes representing the spectrum of light. Um, they they do this thing where they all get together and they, they shine their beams through a prism and it strikes you in the forehead and your true self is revealed. Um, we're going to have to figure out a way to fight that. Uh, there was also a vision about uh, Beatrix on her ship, just kind of doing her thing. No particularly salient information there. And after a lot of back and forth discussing what we wanted to do next, uh, we decided to go pay a visit to the iconoclast that hates us the most. Yep. Uh, Valente Leodon. That's the one. The paladin. Weaponize our uh, adamantine uh, uh, hatchling blood uh, diffuser. We're mostly just going to show up and be like, hey, do you have any ideas? We have some. Can we steal research for you or help in some way? And she'll be like, I still want you dead, oh, but god you damn it, you're the best cops on the force. <laughs> you forgot the lady You forgot uh, Lady Blossom's in full oh, battle armor. Yeah, Lady and Blossom now left we us can't on get read. in touch with her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But it, might, it might even just be on send. You don't even know. I, oh, yeah, man. I don't. At this point, I'm starting to feel like how Falrock did for the last couple of months. Wow. So, yeah. I, yeah, it's not it, a good the place. The situation's not at all comparable, of course, but... No, it's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, there are there are happenings afoot, and Teliferous is currently in transit, disguised as a puffy cloud. Poof. One puffy cloud covering a tree ship. That's yeah. all it is. That's That's all any of us are, really. We are all tree ships in our hearts. 
she shifts surrounded by puffy clouds. Myself more literally than others, but yes, uh, a little bit. I really got to get that looked at. Yeah, yeah. Who? who I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. We, we have yet to see a, a qualified magical doctor anywhere at no. all. I bet we could find a specialist in Hopsonopolis. This happened in Hopsonopolis, and they said, "Oh no." Well. That seems unnatural. (laughs) We we didn't exactly, like, shop around. I guess, um, maybe Jux, but obviously that presents issues. Can't just check yourself. Like, if you go to Jux and you check yourself into a hospital with, like, a severe magical injury, like, that gets sent to the military right away. You know, it's like going to it with a gunshot wound. It has to be reported directly to Alabaster Ravenwood. (laughs) <laughs> They're mandatory mm-hmm. reporters. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe Lori can hook us up with somebody. Yeah. I I think it's it's probably fine. Like this is sure. one of those. I mean, like it hasn't rat. it hasn't blown up on us yet. So yeah. sure, it's fine. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, your your arm just fell. Your arm just fell off at fine. one point. No it's big like yeah, you wake yeah, yeah. up, you have a little bit of a rash. It's kind of itchy, and then like a week later, it goes away. <laughs> The American uh, healthcare system, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the American healthcare system. Speaking <laughs> of things that haven't blown up at us quite yet, let's head Drop towards those coordinates yeah. the lamp they gave us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're on our way to the Edgelands, as I recall. Yep. Uh-huh. An undisclosed coordinate location. Well, I, I'm not going to give you, like, the latitude and longitude because that wouldn't mean anything to anybody. Right, but like we don't know if there's a town there or what's there. It's just these coordinates, so it's, it's an undisclosed location. That's, we're gonna show up there. It's just yeah. gonna be a battery of flak guns. <laughs> it's just gonna be a giant cannon pointing right at us. Yeah. She's like, um, "All right, here's here's the grinder. Hop in." <laughs> the best way to cure and suppress hatchling powers is sustained artillery fire. <laughs> <laughs> Um uh yeah no you arrive yeah. at the at the location without incident and there is beneath you a a small compound um the architecture looks vaguely elven in style um there are a number of uh people moving about it looks like there's a little courtyard um it's kind of like a campus a small campus so there's there's one large central building there are several small outbuildings and then uh two yards which seem to be used for military like sword fighting training marching military maneuvers um so whatever this is it's it's some sort of uh military installation or home to a militaristic group of people because you can see them out in the yard like, you know, practicing their their fighting with various weapons uh-huh. or doing athletic exercises and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. How how big does this encampment look? Like, if I had to guess a number of people that it could comfortably house and train. Um, at looking at it, max capacity, maybe 100 total. Okay. Um, so it doesn't look like, like the, there are that many currently in residence, just from what you can see moving uh-huh. about. 
And maybe this, we could uh, have a nice uh, training montage for our crew or something <laughs> while we're there. Maybe. Level what's, them up a couple. Uh, what's the age of the encampment? Like, is it weathered stone or does it look fairly new? Um, or... It looks oldish. It's hard to okay. tell from this high up, and also you're not particularly well versed with stonework. Yeah. I'm mostly just curious if it's like she's reclaiming an old building versus. They've been, this is an ancestral training home kind of thing. Um, it looks okay. well-maintained. My code phrase I uh, picked out today at breakfast is pirouette 15. <sighs> Ched, what did you pick out of the hat? Uh, ice frog. Okay. No, I can't, I can't take this one. This is just terrible idea. I say that too much already. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Falrock has terrible idea. No, no, that's not the code word. Hang on. <laughs> the hat has spoken. No. <laughs> uh, audience, dear audience, while they're squabbling about this, I would like to take bets with you on how long it is before somebody sets the hat on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I have more hats. <laughs> uh, anyway. Dance a jig. There we go. All Dance right. a jig. You are... You are stationed above this compound in the guise of a fluffy cloud. Yes. Um, is there anywhere, is there like a forest nearby where we could conceivably pretend that we're a regular tree? No. Or... The ed <laughs> okay. no. This, this part of the continent is very, like, scrubby. The edgelands. Yeah. yeah. Think yeah. like... It is not known yeah. for its, you know, lush... Slightly, slightly more green than the Mojave Desert. Yeah. How close are we to the actual edge? Uh, not terribly. Um, from way up in the sky, you can kind of make it out, but it's definitely on the horizon. Okay. Um, I think I will... Uh, in that case, I I don't know. I assume the people that uh, Volante has down there are, like, cool, but... You know, I, I never want to just assume these things because that's how we get into a whole lot of trouble. Um, so I'm going to uh, take over from uh, Chief Communications Officer Sully Glimmermellows, and um, I will send a sending message to Volante indicating that we have arrived on station, uh, permission to land, and where would you like us? She sends you a mental response uh she attaches a a gif or a gif depending on which side of the the wall you fall on um showing the teleferous landing outside the walls okay i open this animated gif and i uh i compare our we're, no we're not using that one <laughs> and then uh following the instructions from her jive i will uh, land us in the correct position okay uh, and then disable the cloud, and it it swirls away dramatically to reveal the tree beneath. Yep, you look real out of place here, <laughs> but also very cool. Yep. Oh, absolutely! And I stand up from the console and I go, "Shields to full, prepare to disembark." It. You don't need. Sure. Yep. Sure. <laughs> All right. And, and I. I... Can we take the, the crew with us? Um, no, the crew should stay here yeah. until we know the situation. If we can bring them in for, like, uh, cross 
cross group training what what's the word for it um, crossfit no 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 combined exercises yeah joint I think group that... exercises joint, yeah, joint, joint exercises. exercises that's the one yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the one i got um, there yeah that would if we can do that, that then sure but otherwise they should just stay here okay um i will just vault over the railing on the command deck and descend down to the uh garden below and wait for everybody else to use the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Like suckers. <laughs> we, the rest of us can't. Well, I guess Ched can fly, but the rest of us can't. Hey, Ched, you can just run down the right side. Down that's true. Yeah, as well. but that's being a stupid show off, and there's no need for that. <laughs> I was about to say, Valente could murder us in an instant if she wanted uh-huh. to. So. We're trying to be respectful. Showing, here. showing off is not going to do any good. It's, no. it's, it doesn't even register showing off to me. It's just I like... knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, if you could fly, why would you not be flying at all times? Um, um, as you... While we are down there, I will uh, go knock on Basil and Ivy's door and explain like the, the current situation and that uh, we're not sure how long we're going to be here for, but uh, we'll relay word back to them whether or not they're you know, welcome in the base, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, watch over TJM for me while I'm gone. Uh, Ivy says, "I think we'll probably stay home for for this one. We're in the middle of some research at the moment, but you guys, you guys have fun." And she gives you. A what are you up. researching? Magic. <laughs> We're wizards. I what give kind it of magic. Respectful bow. Just- just leave it, Layla. Let them do their thing. I, I am trying. You know, they've made comments about, you know, we never just come and talk and whatever. I am trying to <laughs> make them feel like we care about their interests and everything like that. Because, you know, they are a part of our crew and a part of our ship, too. So Part of I the just, ship, part of the crew. Yeah. Uh, uh, she just... spends the next 47 seconds um giving you an extremely technical breakdown of (laughs) the abjuration spell that they are currently developing that attempts to avert incoming harm by sensing that it will happen before it does using basil's divination speciality uh to uh sort of automatically nudge whoever the spell is cast on she gets into the formulae she is she she pulls out a little bit of slate and some chalk and is drawing very complex diagrams um how long do you want to spend before you find a polite <laughs> spot to tell her thank you and and be on your way uh, yeah like Leland's eyes gloss over and you know just like formulas and everything start like just getting like thrown around his head his nose starts bleeding and he says well that sounds like it could be useful one day but i'll let you get back to it because that sounds very complicated i grab leyland and i'm steering him away and i say if you ever need a test subject once it's perfected i'm sure leyland would love to avoid being impaled yes uh she waves and shuts the door as you uh walk away (laughs) And I lean in and I go, Leyland, you gotta test this for me. I don't like being impaled either. It was miserable. I wake up in a cold sweat every night. <laughs> it, 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 it passes after, like, your third impalement. 
Oh god. It's like going to the dentist now. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll just I'll try not getting impaled and see how far that gets me. You can try, but <laughs> Nobody told me reindeer could fly. <laughs> I also like Leyland's you can try, like he's not planning to stab you. <laughs> Alright, uh, has Volante sent a greeting party to greet us, or... There is a... Young... She's rolled out a red carpet, but the carpet just says, I hate you, embroidered in gold. <laughs> <laughs> there is a young, question mark, uh, elven woman um, wearing chainmail, um, like a chain, a chain shirt, um, waiting for you, and uh -huh. she says... Uh, Commander Valanthe, we'll, we'll see you inside. Please follow me. Fantastic. Excellent. And she leads you past the yards, where you can see a variety of uh, elves, mostly women, um, hard at work training with swords and staves, staves, uh, knives, um, axes hammer like every weapon you can you can think of and some that you probably haven't thought of um like a loaf of bread some guys just like completely disemboweling a uh like a practice dummy with like a baguette <laughs> like 100 percent all reet yeah <laughs> absolutely um there are uh there's a, a squad of them practicing shield formations uh on the other green and you are taken inside. You see, um, basically, uh, like the front area is is like a barracks, um, places to sleep. Uh, there's a mess hall, and you are led into um, up a flight of stairs to the officers' portion of this of this compound. Um, and you are left in uh, Volante's office. She is sitting behind a desk. Uh, her greatsword is resting uh, within arm's reach in the corner. And... Better than drawn. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. <laughs> and she is poring over some paperwork. And she flicks her eyes up at you and... They flick back down to the paperwork, and she continues writing. <laughs> Could be worse. Um, so, I would like to say that, like, we had a couple days on our way out here to kind of, like, meet as a crew and discuss what we were or were not going to tell her. Um, so I think we probably would have agreed to not like divulge the adamantium gas stuff immediately without at least getting something in return or like like seeing what she has on the table first is that does that sound reasonable to everyone yeah i mean we can just sort of explain that like we have weaknesses obviously and we're running into people who have our well similar strengths yes. or strengths that appear to be similar so we want to figure out what those weaknesses are and you know things of that nature so yeah okay. I, I agree we got to see what she needs or what she has before we offer that up but it's like obviously we we can get our ass kicked so yeah how do we do that to others 
Um, I think I'll give the proposal then. Um, as we come into the office, I will bow. Um, and if if the, if I sense that there is a decent spot to uh, sort of interject her paper reading, I will uh, begin my explanation. Um, as uh, Farrakh was stating, uh, I will explain that we have encountered um, the laser tiefling and then also a Luna Shade Hammer and a number of other uh, true churchers that have had uh, very clearly, you know, eldritch hatchling powers well beyond ours that we are having trouble dealing with. Uh, we've been soundly defeated by them multiple times. Um, I want to kind of play up like, oh, well, Valanthe, you, clearly you have more experience with this than we do. So we came to an expert on uh, dealing with these sort of things. And we were hoping maybe we could collaborate or if you need like top secret research stolen from somewhere to complete your findings, or if you need us to go like test a weapon on somebody, uh, we are we are here to help, and we are eager to do so. So you start your explanation uh, uh, as when she pauses for a moment, and she holds a hand up and but, finishes filling out the form that she's working on. And then, when that's done and put aside, she looks up at you and gestures for you to give your spiel. Okay, um, I do so. She says. Yes, the true church is quite fond of making abominations. It's part of the reason I am so invested in the success of the iconoclasts. It's and it's part a of magnificent my... operation you have here. It's part of my oaths as a member of the Swords of Valyra. Um... And you are quite right. I am an expert in slaughtering people like you. We came to the best. Uh, to satisfy my own curiosity, how long... Actually, would I know already how long the Swords of Illyria have been... Like, Did we discuss that previously with somebody about like who exactly the Swords of Illyria are? Because I know it's come up, but... Um, Mostly just, like, how long have they been at this? Do they predate the True Church, I guess, is my thing. Make a history check. Anybody okay. who wishes to make a history check can do so. Oh, sure. It's not 12? Well, but... Natural one. Falrock did not do well in history <laughs> class, apparently. Uh, uh, I'll play along. Thank you, Christopher. <laughs> I appreciate it. And I appreciate you. Fifteen. Eighteen. Okay. Hey. So, Leland, Chad, and Desmond, you would know that the Swords of Alira are a long-standing order of elvish paladins um, founded by Alira some 800 years ago. Um... Post-hatching, then. Pre-hatching. Pre-hatching. Um, At least forget the time. I don't remember exactly how many years it's been since the hatching, but they were founded in the, like, shortly after the hatching was told, foretold. So, oh, yeah, okay. As the hatchling began to awaken, there was an extreme uptick in the number of 
terrible monsters um, roaming the planet because of the mm-hmm. Far Realm influences that were being exerted. The Swords of Alira were founded as a countermeasure to this. They are an oath of paladins who are sworn to hunt down and destroy aberrations wherever they are found. Right. Um, in ye olden days, they were exclusively women, elvish women. Um, they have, in the last, you know, recent history, the last 150 years, been slightly more open to um, not being so gender constrictive. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, I'll just, I'll reiterate again for her then, just, we... Miss Valente, look, we don't have to like each other. We just have to be useful to you. And that's what we're here to do. I understand that we are aberrant and wrong in your eyes. And we're not here to discuss that. We're here to discuss how to defeat high-ranking officials of the True Church uh, by whatever means are necessary. And if you have any leads or any techniques... Uh, we would love to make use of them. She um, gives you a wry smile, and you realize that this is the first time you've ever seen her not wearing full plate mail. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the first time I've ever seen her smile. That's true. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> probably also true. Um, and she says, yes. I have to say, I was not expecting you to uh to ever do something like this to try and find a way to negate powers like yours well we didn't really choose to become like touched by the hatchling innocent like here nor there chad <laughs> we've we've already tread this yeah, ground <laughs> we're, we're not yeah i'm just saying i'm just saying i'm just saying she says yes and that i regret what happened to the people you were but you are not those people anymore. Ultimately, Valanthe, we both want the same thing, and that is to reduce the total number of aberrant creatures on the continent. And we can do that much more effectively uh, if we are still alive, as has previously been decided by the Iconoclast. So uh, I think it best if we try to maximize the number of other aberrants that we are neutralizing. Um, She says yes. And I... Even I have to admit that while you maintain your sanity, you have been extremely useful in disrupting the plans of the true church and taking a fair number of them out with you as you do. So you are useful tools for the time being, and I'm perfectly happy to explain how I typically deal with these sorts of things, which is, as far as I know, the best and only way Granted, uh, she says, standing up, I haven't really done much research into other methods because the one I use serves me quite well. I see. You would love to learn. She... I think her method is probably just decapitation. (laughs) Takes her greatsword and unsheathes it. And... I stepped a half step behind (laughs) Leyland. There is nowhere. Steps behind Paul Rock. (laughs) There is nowhere in this office you can stand that is out of the reach of this sword. (laughs) 
really we're just making it like yeah a what you're doing is lining it up so... nicely for her <laughs> <laughs> one attack mm-hmm. roll five hits <laughs> um i i gotta get all, two more impalements before the nightmares we can all experience impalement together. So. <laughs> it's a group, it's a team building exercise. Desmond yeah. takes your insurance punch cards out of his pocket and holds them up in front of the line <laughs> so she can get that punched on the way. <laughs> now that's efficiency. Oh boy, we're so close to that free milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> um, she unsheathes her greatsword and uh, she takes. There's a like a gem set in the pommel, and she twists that, and the great sword shimmers and takes on the now familiar silvery green shimmer of adamantine. Ah, okay, so she is aware. Um, and it where before it was just like a sort of a cruel slab of iron sort of dealio. This. This greatsword is exquisitely worked now that the the glamour has been removed from it. Oh. It is astonishingly beautiful. And you now know probably costs like a small duchy somewhere. Yeah. And she says as she uh, holds it up for you to see a sufficient amount of adamantine in the body will combat far realm influences and shut down any aberrant powers or protections that the subject may may have at their disposal in my particular case i typically find and she points about a third of the way down the blade right up to about here through the torso (laughs) does a good job of that um some of my uh just shuts off all at once you all want to measure that yeah like like write 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 that down um i i take a good estimate of it and i will ask briefly does that only persist for as long as they are uh enmeshed with the device uh i know they usually don't survive until it's pulled back out but maybe there was a situation where you had a chance to test that typically yes if i'm unable to defeat such a, a monster in a single strike I'll leave the sword in and finish them off with something more mundane sensible like a loaf of bread and I shudder <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that's she's got that's in her like side holster is just a very very stale baguette <laughs> um <laughs> crouton caltrips <laughs> oh, oh god <laughs> um she 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 twists the pommel gem again and the sword returns to its just like ugly giant sword state and she sheathes it and sits down and says some of my compatriots in the iconoclasts lacking my skill with the blade resort to other methods like powdered adamantine or um i understand that there are labs and aldrex that have managed to vaporize it somehow there sure are yeah yeah we kind of figured that out uh injecting it, it into the blood as well would be uh sufficient we got a little bit of that as well so uh it specifically has to be inside the body uh skin contact is not sufficient if skin we had like contact a net may dampen 
the effects or lessen them, but I cannot guarantee that it will do anything more than that, and it may not dampen them sufficiently to keep them from being dangerous. Mm-hmm. What about suppositories? I imagine those would work also if you uh, should buckle. find yourself in such a position oh, to make. Can we make trophies? God. So, I'm stop. I'm kind of like I'll, I'll list all the medical different ways we could do this right now if you want. <laughs> Uh, may I ask who the Iconoclast's adamantine supplier is? I assume it is probably someone related to the Head Scrivener, but... That's uh, partially true, yes. The Head Scrivener has supplied us with a fair bit. Barian, using his wealth, has managed to secure some for us as well. Sure. Our uh, our personal stock of adamantine is pretty low at the moment, mm. so uh, if we were to get some proper equipment, uh, getting in touch with some of those contacts would be helpful. Though, right now, I don't imagine we could afford that either. We also have a money issue, yeah. <laughs> we do have a little bit we of ran money into, issue. We ran into a little bit of trouble there. <laughs> I know previously when the Iconoclast convened to determine our fate, you did not have any uh, matters for us to attend to at the time. I imagine that was uh, partially a question of trust, and I hope we've maybe alleviated some of those concerns. And I will ask again now, do you have anything that we might be able to to do to assist you or your training camp? That sort of thing. We do have a fully armed and operational tree ship at our disposal as well as our own skill sets. Varian can attest to its uh, capability. Surely there's something we could take off your plate that's of lesser importance and doesn't need your direct oversight. She looks up at you and she says frankly the only reason that you are standing on these grounds at all is Philomena's direct intervention in granting you an audience. I will likely be cited for having abominations on or within a chapter house of the Swords of Alira. So no, there isn't anything you can do for me other than leave. Very well. Alright then. Uh, Till we next join forces on the battlefield, and I will bow and give a respectful double finger pistols and uh out the door we go she is already working on her paperwork again <laughs> she's already getting out jugs of bleach uh-huh. just splashing them everywhere <laughs> burn the whole camp down like. <laughs> um okay well sort of confirmed what we already knew but also a new twist on the formula um it doesn't have to be a gas. It could be crossbow bolts or darts or anything else that sticks in the target. I mean, yeah. um, we've been using crossbow bolts, but yeah. Which maybe also means that the bolts will like go through any defensive measures. Like maybe you could hit, maybe they could like go through the Aluna's shadow shield or something of that nature. Um, if so, that would be rad, but otherwise we'll have to get them by surprise and take their shielding and protective measures down before we can fight, which 
we're pretty stealthy when we want to be in very, very short bursts, so that shouldn't be a problem. Um, we need money if we're going to get adamantine. I'm saying all of this as we are boarding Teliferous and firing up the camo and going back into the sky. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to need money if we want to get uh, adamantine darts or some other uh, something of that nature. What's the Upgrade Forge doing right now? That's an excellent question. What is the Upgrade Forge doing right now? Well, it's not the gauntlets. I, I haven't had anything in there in a while. Didn't we put the die in there? Uh, or was it your wand? Oh, I think Something it was. But I don't remember what it was. Did I put something uh, did in I there? Yeah, yeah. Jess, what, what is the Upgrade Forge? <laughs> the noodly adamantine? If it's not something Desmond put in there, it is my Play-Doh wand. Yeah. That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'm just like I'm mulling over what all of our sources of adamantine are. Um actually oh, hey, wait a asking minute. Asking the head scrivener right now is a good idea. No, so... no, 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 no. But you know where there is another source of adamantium? Down no, we're not going back. Yes, we are. No. <laughs> yeah. But it's not that it's a good idea, it's that it's the only idea. We have no other approach. It's not been long enough. Like, <laughs> we'll be more careful this time we about have, where we park we the ship. I don't even but, think we want. Yeah, we lit taking no. the ship anywhere near there. And we then won't go if near we can't there. take the ship, then how do we even get out of there and get a bunch of adamantine out of there? Hmm. Um. We could try to go from underneath. Um, alternatively, we could try to land the tree ship out in the desert and hike in from there. Or uh, we could try to rendezvous with Beatrix and get a ride to the edge of the desert. don't think we're going to be able to do that last one. We could park the tree ship. Oh, actually, here's how we could do it. We don't park the tree ship at all. Um... We paradrop a team down with Featherfall and keep the tree ship up in the stratosphere, cloud shielded. And then once the team is ready for pickup, they'll radio us with Ascending Stone. And then we drop the tree down, shove all the adamantium that we need aboard, and then we're out of there. So and if... Hmm? We're not we're... going in. We're sending some a dwarven team? Uh, we would... Probably have to split the party. <laughs> no. At least, oh, at least one no. of us with the genetic key would have to remain okay. up on Teliferous. Right. In all uh, fairness, if we split the party, I will do my absolute damnedest to keep everybody separated for the longest amount of time possible. <laughs> Why? What he does? <laughs> he it's had a vision. Um. So my my theory then would be we do something like um, myself because I'm the best at piloting and then probably Desmond up on the tree ship and then we send down <laughs> after that after that entire yeah. operation you give this me the so I'm gonna be there so I'm gonna be there supervising all right uh huh <laughs> no. Whoa, no, let's look. That's like we we've violent. already we already drew enough tension attention to that area by being parked there long enough that Aldrax took over the tree ship. Say they haven't on top there of, for two what, weeks. Say that they haven't found it. 
because uh, we disguised it very, very well. You mean we did absolutely nothing to it, and it was already kind of hidden? Uh, wrong. We we not only closed the door and had Ched like do some plant growth in front of it. I specifically remember specifying that I locked it from the inside and then dimension doored out. Oh, that's it's, right. It is we, barred we, inside and very difficult to find. Did we stone well, shape too? Okay. Or put a Here's, rock over the door? I think we probably like put some boulders in front of it. I don't remember specifically. I mean, we thought the ship was safe where it was there. Like, I mean, Here's the other thing, though. The ship's not going to be landed. If we landed. go to a place and suddenly get a lot of very exotic metals out of nowhere, our crew is going to notice and have even more questions. And we're already losing the same members. The same members of the crew are already gone. Yeah. So, you know. And while, while clearly they are loyal enough to have stuck with us through some of the crap we've done, when, yeah. when someone starts asking you about, like, hey, where did they get all that adamantine from? Okay. That is a good, good reason to test their loyalty right Also, there. is that natural mithril over there? What? Yeah. All right. All right, all right, all right. The other two options we have are either make an obscene amount of money very, very, very fast, which... Um, Let's go find another crystal dragon. We could do that. We could do a Aldraxan bank heist. Um, like it's it, it's barely even counts as stealing if it's from Aldrax. It's like liberating. I was gonna say, Look, how would Turjux feel about a Juxian bank heist? Uh, your loyalty to Jux. Your loyalty to Jux right now is really kind of doesn't make any sense anymore. I, look. <laughs> Jux is not responsible for the valor of Jux. It is Ravenwood. He is the problem. Once we eliminate him, the military-industrial complex will just collapse in on itself peacefully, of course. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look, th this is all besides the point. Yes, we could use some adamantine crossbow bolts, but the other three of you don't use conventional weapons. Yeah, I've been kind of and, mulling over how to do that. And Falrock holds up the gauntlets. I already have adamantine. Yes. I I would really like for all of us to have options. Um, I was thinking, like, maybe I could get some, like, adamantine darts and I could, like, fire them with a gust of wind at the target. That would be cool. I've done that. I've, like, I've done that with javelins and stuff before. I know how to do it. I know how to make an aerodynamic dart that will properly be propelled by a blast of wind. I'm I'm pilot certified. You know, I, I don't think that druids are restricted from wielding metal anymore. Oh, I don't think, I think that's a. I think that's like a three five that four was a, e thing. I don't think three five e. Oh my god! I yeah. just had a really cool idea though. We could make you bear gauntlets, where they're like adamantine claw sheaths, um, or like uh, fang caps, where you can like bite them and it does like adamantine damage. <laughs> that's so all i how, got how would i wield them as a bear though like like they would just like go on over your look i don't know how wild shape works okay <laughs> well it's like you can choose stuff that melds into your form and the rest just kind of stays there if you choose not to i mean it can yeah. it can stay on you but if like if it's not gonna fit then yeah it could slop off well magic, so, like i'd have magic to wear to fit the wearer generally 
Hmm. I don't know if that's how that works in this setting, but um, uh, like I well, think I have to armor. I basically have to wear. I'd have to wear um like a the adamantine fangs at all times. Well, you just put them on before the battle. Yeah, around with vampire teeth in. Glee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, and the third and the final option would be we figure out where the Aldraxan adamantine reserve is and we hit that. <laughs> The adamantine reserve. <laughs> they have to have some. It's it's going to be like a closely guarded legendary sword that was passed down through generations, and we're going to steal it and melt it down into darts. I think you just saw a legendary adamantine sword that's been passed down through generations. Uh-huh. Yeah, but that one's not Aldraxan. Not that you know of. Well, it's not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to go up and take a sword out of the hands of, like, an Eldraxan prince who's like, me, 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 they're just my sword. And then we kick him in the balls and leave. It'd be cool. Yeah. Well, this was kind of a bust, though, so. I feel like we learned a little bit here about, like, it's not just that we have to create some specially formulated gas. We just have to jam adamantine into their body and leave it there. That's doable. <laughs> We're great at that. Permanently. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, just until we cut their head off. And then we go retrieve our darts and our crossbow bolts and we do it all over again. We need something, though, because otherwise, every time the True Church High Command shows up, we're going to get our asses beat, and they're going to monologue and well, laugh at us. Hang on. Like, <laughs> I... When we left the Earth Elemental dungeon that had all of the rare metals... The Silent I, Fortress, as I've been calling it. I used the adamantine that I had. Didn't you carry some? Um... Didn't you take, like, one of everything? I think I think I was going to and you prevented it or So you you didn't write it down is what you're saying. Or, <laughs> Take or good maybe, notes maybe players. I a, <laughs> or maybe I still have a bar of it hidden under my pillow and I go running upstairs and I flip the pillow over and there's just a love letter there from uh, <laughs> Annabelle and I'm like fuck. <laughs> and underneath that is a bar of adamantine. <laughs> I vaguely um, recall you I thought we had I thought we had taken one of everything. I thought you had taken at yeah. least some adamantine and a bar of mithril. Yeah. I know Faroth uh, took some adamantine for the purpose of the gauntlets. But I, I know we didn't like fill our bags with it because that would have been suspicious. Yes. Yeah. I probably have one bar. I don't think that's enough to outfit all of us with anti-true church weapons be enough for a anti-true church weapons yeah uh probably crossbow bolts just given that leyland's the best shot <sighs> and like i'm still mulling over how i'm going to apply adamantine to a target well we'd still have to be able to forge it which yes that's the other issue because we should probably not be hanging at dying gaia all the time anymore so yes probably let things cool down from there so yeah i'm wondering if maybe another trip to lori's would be a good thing to do in our future well yeah we already thought 
last time that Lori might have some insight into Faye and stuff, since she's just a very powerful lich that knows a lot of things. So, all right. Maybe also, well, see if you can give us work. some insight on Lady Blossoms. Yeah. Yeah. But or just you know, it'd be kind of nice to know what her true intentions are. Just I saying. think, I think, uh, Madame Lori has money, adamantine knowledge, and fey knowledge, and we need all three of those in bulk. So, um, unless anybody has arguments to the contrary, uh, we should call her and arrange for a meeting. Did we prep something to trade? I or like, think we're gonna have to work. trade labor. Like we yeah, don't have anything. To the Feywilds. <laughs> Fuck it. No. Let's do it. Let's go no. there. Yes. No. We have, we, I don't want to go there. We're not invited. We have to do something. Oh, you know what? We could, if we're like, oh, we don't want to do stuff for Lori. We could also try to take jobs from our other two best friends. Uh. Alexander Vosmos and Renglees. <laughs> oh, yes. They're probably somewhere out here. They're probably somewhere! Oh, yeah. <laughs> the dinner bell, they'll be right over. Well, yeah, sending message, but yes. I thought you Let's... just meant, like, cutting one of our, like, wrists or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, we could also be like, oh, I spilled all this blood everywhere. <laughs> yeah, oh, no! Oh, no. <laughs> Who's gonna clean it up? <laughs> well, you'd have, oh, to be, I... you'd have to be off of Teleferus's grounds, because there's no teleportation there, but, you know. Yes. And I'd be like, oh, I filled this entire pitcher full Goblet. of blood. Oh, oh, what oh a no, shame. who's going to drink it all? <laughs> <laughs> I can't drink this whole pitcher of delicious dazzling blood. Drink blood. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, well, guess it'll go to waste. Um... <laughs> So I think, like, I would actually be okay doing a job for one of those two, but I know everybody else is like, no, they're a lich and a vampire, and it's like, whatever. Yes, yes, they are. That's not even in, like, the top ten most fucked up evil things we've seen or fought. Um, I say we go to Lori. Yes. That's two votes. Well. Yeah. That's yeah. three. Uh, plotting a course. I will allow me to immediately interrupt your your plans. <laughs> um, Desmond, you have there's a mild like ice cream headache sensation, and you instinctively know that something has happened to the apple tree. Uh. <laughs> Down, down at the, the entrance. I, and I get up and I run. Uh, <clears throat> Captain? What? I, I follow. I, yeah. Follow. I, I can fly you, so I can keep your up. Your Desmond kind of scares me anymore, guys. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm oh, totally yeah. fine and don't have a brain tumor. <laughs> <laughs> he says as he's running down the stairs. Or no, he'd be taking the fire pole. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um... You dash outside, and you see, uh, first, uh, if everybody with magical capabilities can make an arcana check, please. That is a 12. I rolled a 1. 
Ooh, uh, 11. Okay, this was an easy check. So Terrajux <laughs> is busy trying to see how many flips he can do before he reaches the ground. <laughs> I'm so close to my personal record! Uh-huh. Uh, but Desmond and Ched, you immediately recognize that the apple tree has reestablished its former connection with the Feywild. Um, and it's been a few days since, yeah. since you last checked. Uh, you also, all of you notice that there is an envelope sitting in the branches. Hey, Terra Jux, Wi-Fi's back on. Oh my god, we're getting invited to Smash! <laughs> what? Out of the way! I'm gonna be a DLC fighter! And I dive for the envelope. That would be the worst Smash DLC pack ever! <laughs> Tarajux brings a spark to the competition. What's in the envelope? <clears throat> the envelope, which is scented faintly, I gnaw it open <laughs> with apple blossoms and uh, is made of creamy, smooth paper. Oh, uh, inside, you see a, a square that is embossed and contains the words written in a flowing golden script. <clears throat> the five adventurers of the tree ship Teliferous are formally invited to the coronation of Aurelia, Lady of Blossoms, prodigal daughter of the court, keeper of the crown of petals and scepter of renewal, the cleansing reign, and the new queen of the court of spring. Oh, baby. Oh, shit! And that's where we're going I to stop! <laughs> I whirl around and I go, everybody, get your suits. I've been Joe, your host and dungeon master for another thrilling D&D adventure. If you wish to get in touch with us, you can do so at the Alchemist Club 88. Or the, Alchem or the Alchemist Club 88 at gmail.com or the Alchemist Club 88 at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on any podcast hosting platform that you care to you choose. You said you weren't going to do that anymore. <laughs> I lied! Uh, Matthew, our socials, please. Find us at the Alchemist underscore club on Twitter and at the Alchemist Club on TikTok. And our intrepid adventures today were Daniel playing Chad Fleet. Hale playing Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play Fall Rock. Matt, and I play Layla. Waffle playing Tarajux. Thanks for joining us.